Welcome to the She Says Podcast with your host, Tara Noma. Join us on a journey of faith, empowerment, and discovery as we explore what it means to be a woman of God in today's world. We're diving into topics that uplift, challenge, and inspire. So grab your coffee, get comfortable, and let's get started. I got it. I got a cute text yesterday about um, our podcast. Oh, yeah? Somebody was texting and they're like, you know, I just, I have a really hard time getting into um, a Jesus community. And I just want you guys to know, like, I really feel like your podcast makes me feel like we're sitting in a, in my living room having a conversation and Aww. just really spoke to me. So I was like, oh, Who that's that. Um, you might know her. She's uh, married to your son. Oh, I know. It was cute. It was cute. She texted me yesterday, too. It was sweet. Yeah. She was like, I just, I love everything you guys say and the way you explain things. Like, it just really helps break things down for me. And I just feel like I'm getting to be a part of a community. And I was like, oh, I love that. And I was like, that's exactly what we're doing this for. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so welcome to the She Says podcast. We, I just jumped right in today. Yeah. I'm Noma. I'm Tara. And uh, we have, uh, eventually we will be back in the same room. Yes. Yes. I am right in the now, of moving. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Tara is moving. a lot. There it a is. Lot. I have lived where we live now for, since 2015. Yeah. So I feel like we've accumulated a lot of uh, stuff in that time frame. Um. My phone's buzzing, so I'm making oh. it up. <laughs> um, I feel like that happens every time that my uh, that I do that I start something. Like my phone starts to buzz or whatever, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah it's, it's not in. It's not in. Do not disturb mode. Sorry." So then I have to like put everything in do not disturb mode. <laughs> that's a that's all right. That's all right. It it just is the way it is, right? Um, yeah, so Tara has a lot going on right I now. I do. Lots right. going on, and uh, it's been kind of a a very full and interesting week, I think, for both of us. Absolutely, and uh, God's doing really cool things. <laughs> We're he, trying trying to keep in step with Him. Yep. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's been it's been fun. Sunday was the Super Bowl, and yes. like we talked about last week, both of us are football girlies. We both like football, and you. It was a fun day. We didn't get, we weren't together for it, but, uh, but I'm sure your celebrate your football day was as good as mine. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny because, um, my daughter hosted all of us and, um, and it was funny because she made a bingo and, um, she's like, Oh, that would have been so fun to do. Yeah. So it was super fun. And her and, um, Melissa and Kevin were keeping bingo on me and Gabe and uh, Grady because uh, we're the footballers. Uh-huh. And the, and yes. so it was funny. Yeah. Madison got a, uh, for sure, got a bingo. So that was good. Yeah. I love it. I was seeing that like on Instagram on reels and different yeah. and stuff. And I was like, that would be amazing to do, but it would have to be done on me because like yeah. I'm yeah. way more into football than Eric is. He likes it, but I'm like, I get really into it. Like I kind of become a different person when the football game is on. Like I'm not, I don't like, it's not like at the point of losing my salvation or I don't get unholy. No, no. Um, yeah. But definitely. The decibels raise. Mm-hmm. 
definitely the competitive part of me comes out and there was there was no lack of that in the Super Bowl this week no what a nail biter man oh my gosh I was going nuts yeah the whole time we were just like okay they need to do this they need to do that you know we're like okay what you know it was so I was like it cannot come down to a 3-0 game like no it was it was insane, intense. The defense side of the ball was so good on both sides. So and, good. You know, and you just can't like you and can't really ever honest. count Def- Mahomes out. Like you no. just can't. No, and defense was great, but offense was terrible on both sides. Oh, it yes. was awful. I was like, this is the Super Bowl. This feels like Thursday night football. Like, what are we yeah. doing? Did you guys are you tired? Is it midweek? Yeah. Like, does this like, need some caffeine? Right, right. Did you have a short week this week? Like, right. I was like, what's going on? What? Yeah. What? No, it was bad. Like the the plays that you expected to see. Like I for sure expected to see Travis Kelsey get touchdowns. I Absolutely. for sure expected to see, you know, the other side of the ball get touchdowns. I for sure dis- like thought Pacheco was gonna like run it in a bunch. Like, and they just like stop, 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 and yeah. uh, you know, and then there was you know fumbles and just. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, you and have a lot of grabbing, a lot of grabby. <laughs> Everybody was super a lot grabby. of grabby. I was super like, grabby. What's going on? Yeah, super grabby. And um, the refs weren't letting anybody get away with anything, which so, I which appreciate. Is good. It was on both sides. It was I didn't on both feel sides. Like it was, yeah, you know, so. You know, and then I'm like, okay, stop getting chippy. Like you're gonna, you're costing the team. Stop getting chippy. You know, right? All of that, but it was just, it was so good. And then, of course, Usher at the halftime show was amazing. It just like brought me back. I was was with a group of people and um, who are, are like family, and you know, I. I start like singing to the songs, right? And uh, mm-hmm. it's cute because one of the guys he calls me pastor, and um, I start singing. He's like, "Pastor," <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah, I know this." And so then, like, and he's just like shocked, right? And, yeah, yeah. And then they say, "This came out when I was in junior high," and I was like, "Oh, oh god, my phone at you! I'm going to my phone." I literally. P.S. P.S. The crowd I was with, everybody's like, "This is like an oldie." This is like an oldie. And I was like, shut up. Get out. Get out. You're all grounded. Sit down. Go away. Get out of here. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. But, you know, we are the target demographic. That's who we want to see at the halftime show. So they knew what they were doing. We are absolutely what they were doing. And he comes out on roller skates. And I'm like, you've got to be like, this is epic. Because, like, I remember going to the roller rink, like, and it's like, where we kind of, like, you know, did our thing. We did our thing. We did our thing. We were skating backwards and doing turns (laughs) and, like, getting the choreography going. And, like, I had all of the requests lined, you know. That's right. That's right. I was like, man, this takes me back. It was so cool. So good. So good. It was funny. Kevin did send us, like, several memes of Goldmember when he's. I was like, okay, yeah, also, also me. Also, also that. Me. And the dodgeball memes, like, because they basically were wearing the same uniform. Like, just hilarious. It but was good. The memes straight out, like, right that's out the, the beauty gate. of the internet. I, I know. Was like, absolutely. I'm like, I'm here for the they memes. understood the assignment. This is great. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then the I don't commercials, know. there were lots of commercials. Like, I love that. I love all the Super Bowl commercials, but I noticed there was 
an absence of certain ones that are always there. I don't know if you mm-hmm. noticed, this, but there was no Doritos commercial. No Doritos. And no Clydesdales. No Clydesdales. There was the one. There was a Bud Light. A Bud Light. But not but there the were no Clydesdales. And that is like, I feel like that's a Super Bowl staple. Is well, and I, you know? I like, I, I didn't understand the logic behind not having that. Like, I, I know. I'm wondering if it because it like all of the wokeness of, mm-hmm. of the Budweiser company in the last year. Yeah. They have taken such a hit financially um that i wonder if they just kind of decided to bow out a little bit i feel like clydesdales coming out running through the snow with just a like i'm sorry we got i'm woke. sorry <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry we failed i'm sorry we got woke <laughs> yeah i'm sorry we got woke that probably yeah. would have like just sealed the deal for me right there i would have been like okay <laughs> okay you're good safe yeah. forgiven forgiven and then the kia commercial with the um the electric car that lights up the ice skating rink so the little girl can we're all just like bawling our eyes her grandpa out. who's sitting there crying. Yeah, that was a that was a tearjerker. That was a good one. We were like I really I did really like the pickleball babies. Pickleball babies. Well, and we're like pickleballing it up every Saturday right I know. Now, so. I totally thought of you guys. I was like, I bet they really love this one. Because <laughs> you're like in your pickleball era. We are in the pickleball era, which is, I do you know, I just, I need you to know, like, Kevin and I have yet to win a game together. This <laughs> last Sunday, we swapped up teams. So Kevin and his sister against me and my brother-in-law. Did and you so and we all, win? yeah, me and my brother-in-law won. So I, we did decide that it was probably my brother-in-law who's uh, the who's actual the sportsman. Yeah. You and I need to form a team. Yeah. Yes. I, I think that would so- be fun and epic. That would be fun and epic. We, um, I for sure finally found my glasses this week, which is great. So I'm curious how the game will change now that I can now that see you can the ball. See. Yeah. I actually, speaking of glasses, I actually had to go get readers. Oh gosh. Um, now, mind you, my glasses, my prescription glasses that I wear every day are progressives. Oh. <laughs> um, but I don't think that the reading part has always has been right the whole time. And it's in a weird spot. And so it was like getting to where I couldn't read my Bible. Like, oh, the word gosh. I'm like, I'm going to have to get a grandma, like, super, like, font Bible. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we're reading, we're reading our Agatha Christie book. And I'm yep. like, read it. So I like, oh, gosh. Shirts, like, just go get some readers. I'm like, but I, he's like, go get some readers. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Okay. I actually it's have made a world of difference. Like I, I know well, and I, the words. <laughs> you say that, and look, the last probably month and a half, I keep telling Kevin, I'm like, I need to make an eye appointment. I need to make an eye appointment. Mm-hmm. I just find myself like squinting all day long. Yeah, and I have regular glasses for seeing far because I can't yeah. see far. Um, but I have not customarily had a problem with reading my computer screen or reading a book. And that has been increasingly difficult the last two weeks or last two months. And I was like, and now that you're saying readers, I'm like, I maybe I should just go try out some readers and see. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, getting older is rough. I feel like. It's rough. I'm totally. I was was talking to one of the gals at uh, my birth center and uh, she was celebrating her one year of, uh, it's not a client, it's one of my staff. Yeah. Um, 
not breaking HIPAA here or anything. Right, right, um, right. I'm like, whoa, she, hold on. <laughs> I know, I know. She was no like, violation. No violation. Fell on the plate. Fell on the plate. She's like, maybe you're in perimenopause. And I was like, I don't think so. She's like, you could be in perimenopause as early as 72 or 37 and uh-huh. 72 and not have any symptoms really other than just all these four. And I was like, oh, I just read 35. True. I just I don't perimenopause can start at 35. I feel like if you're starting it at 35, like you drink too much um, hormonal milk. <laughs> Like, yeah. I know I I'm feeling like I'm probably definitely there and I'm just trying to figure it all out. And it's well, and I was, hard. I, I, I don't feel like, I don't feel like I'm, cause I'm two and a half years away from 50, right? I'll be 48 this year. And, but I don't feel that I feel, no. I feel like I'm in my thirties for early forties kind of maybe. Um, and so I like. I mean, it's just weird to kind of wrap your head around a little bit. A hundred percent. Like, I do not feel like 40 when, like, I'm going to be four. Am I going to be 43? Yeah, I'm going to be 43. Sorry. Math's hard. Yeah. Cause I'm five years older than you. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 43. I'm the old one of our friend group. It's. Well, and normally what's funny is I feel like I normally use, well, I used to hold that position mm-hmm. in another, because Kevin is so much younger than me. So like in his friends groups, like with his people, like that he's friends with, like outside of our friend group, because yeah. obviously he's friends with everybody in our friend group too. Yeah. But like his old, his like friends from when he was young, I was always older because I'm four years older than he is. So I kind of am in this weird yeah, where sometimes I'm the oldest and sometimes I'm the youngest. Uh, I'm not. I'm not the youngest in our friend group, though. No, no, you're not. I think Chloe and Annie are the same age, but um, you're kind of middle. You're the I'm, middle. I'm mid. But anyway, all that to say, you don't. I don't feel like 43 doesn't feel any different to me than 33 did. Yeah, I and and I feel that like I'm 47 right now. I don't feel. It doesn't feel a lot different other than I've got some wisdom that right. I didn't It's some experience that I didn't have. Some experience yeah. I didn't have, you know, 10 years ago. And I would never, like, I people say it all the time, like, I wish I was in my 20s. I would never want to be in my 20s again. Zero chance. And I really wouldn't want to be in my 30s again. No. Not, it, I, my 30s were, it was hard. We went through a really hard season. And, like, I learned a lot. But, like, I would mm-hmm. not redo that again. I feel like no. I'm in finally like I'm in such a good place, you know, um, of growth and where God wants me to be and, you know, progressing in life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would never, I would not want to go back. No. And it's interesting, kind of we're getting down this, down this road. Um, we, we kind of talked a little bit about what we wanted to talk about before we yeah. hit the podcast. And mm-hmm. we wanted to talk a little bit about restoration and, no one's asking me like, do you feel like you're ready to talk about it? And I'm, I'm trepidatiously ready to talk about it Yeah. Um, because we are in a season. So Kevin and I started ministry um, about 13 years ago mm-hmm. now. Yeah. About 30, yeah. About 13 minute, years ago, like really where we went from being volunteers to more of a paid staff position. And it was, yeah. Yeah. And uh, like we were high level volunteers in youth ministry 
from basically both of us getting out of high school. Yeah. So um, my road was always serving, always a part of. Yeah. 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 Always serving, always a part Mm -hmm. in youth ministry, really up until this last year. We took one year off when we got married Mm -hmm. and I took a year off when we had uh when we had phoebe so like i served when we had clara but um at a different church and um then we moved when clara was what actually on clara's first birthday was our first year at sunrise okay for our first day at sunrise Mm -hmm. um so march 2nd uh 2006 Mm -hmm. and uh no sorry that is wrong. 2008. We were married in 2005. She was born in 2008. Get my math right here. Anyway, so that was our first year. So anyway, we had served on, at, at, on a youth team and were the overseers of that team, basically, um, before we transitioned up to Sunrise. And then um, March 2008, we came into Sunrise. Kevin got involved pretty quickly with AVLM. Like he had known... Um, because Eric Rosner was doing it at that time. There was a lot of people that we knew. Um, so Kevin got involved right away. And then Pastor Scott was there and was like, hey, you need to get involved in youth. And so he had talked with the youth pastors um, at the time, which is John. And now he's our senior pastor, right? Yeah. Um, and we're like, hey, you need to get this guy, this, this guy involved. And so Kevin got involved right away. But then I got pregnant with Phoebe. And I kind of like sort of helped, but not really. and then had Phoebe took a year off and then got, then we got involved from there. So my, I have a little bit less time, uh, actually probably evens out in the grand scheme of things since I'm older than Kevin, probably evens out anyway. So close to almost 20 years of youth ministry involvement, but, um, we went through when we stepped into ministry, um, it was, so we bought our first house in 2008. Mm-hmm. literally June of 2008. And if you know anything about the market or anything, it was like the height of the market. I actually worked for, um, a home, a home builder. Like I, I worked for a builder, like a construction company at the time. Um, and we bought our house and, um, the market, you know, kind of did its initial crash. Everybody's shoring up. We're kind of like, we don't know what we're going to do. I'm pregnant with Phoebe. I get laid off in November. Phoebe was due in January and I was kind of having some health issues anyway. And so they had offered me a commissioned position, but because of the health issues and stuff I was having, it just made more sense to take the severance package and take time off and then like revisit if I was going to go back after I had the baby. Mm -hmm. Um, And so real life. Yeah, it's just real life. Like, that's just what it is. Amazon. Uh, yeah. Um, so kind of fast forward through a lot of those years. Very rocky start getting into ministry. Um, so many things that happened where we felt like this amazing thing God was doing was then coupled by this, like, really hard, challenging thing in our personal life. Yeah. And it was like, you could see that very cyclically looking back at our lives. Like we would have these amazing victories in ministry. And then we have these like really devastating lows, like personally or financially. Um, 
as, as the road went. And I, and I don't say that to say that like, oh, that was ministry's fault or anything like that. It right. was just like right. very much where we were at and the things that God was walking us through. Yeah. Um, and then about two years ago, we really felt like, um, like we took a break. Like, so we lost our house in the process. Kevin got laid off and then got full hired. Actually, he was like working fullish time at the church, but more in like the volunteer, like he was like had a stipend that he was being paid. And then he worked a lot of hours there. And then, so he had another job mm-hmm. that he was working and then, um, came on full time and then, um, just kind of took a step back from got settled where we are at right now in our house and just said, we need a break. We need a break. We need to like get our stuff in order. We need to figure out what we're doing, you know, and, and all of that. So fast forward to two years ago, we start thinking, okay, it's about time to buy a house. And this situation came up, um, in our family and just to, to sort of protect and preserve them a little yes, bit. Absolutely. Um, because I do mm-hmm. believe in, I mean, we've forgiven them through the situation, but I don't want there to ever be not things I, I don't want there to be things that would be come back on them in any way. So no, um, and there's there's a place of honor and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so um that situation fell through. It was a really big financial hardship for us in that process. Um and a very strong like breaking away from my family in the process of that. Um just like needing to like reestablish good boundaries and and healthy um, healthy lines of communication and things of that nature. So, um, I needed a break, like super big break from that. And it was like very heartbreaking. And we have sort of had along the way, these, um, very powerful words that are related to us being in the marketplace, but also ministry. Um, and then also like just being financially stable for a family and things like that. Like very yeah, you've specific had crazy, words. You've had like crazy financial words. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like big, big financial words. Yeah. Big financial words from like very. Um, very trusted people. Very trusted people. <laughs> very trusted prophetic people that just like, you know, um, are trusted in the, in the prophetic community, well known in the prophetic community. And so we just, I mean, not to say that it's about finances. It's about kingdom, right? Right. <clears throat> but it was very evident in our life that the enemy wanted very much to um, stop it. Yeah. 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 Take us out. There yeah. are always, we talk about this um, in our podcast in, in a couple of the previous episodes, like there are natural consequences to the choices in your life. Absolutely. There are. And then there are spiritual battles. Right. And there and, is, there is a sowing and reaping principle in all absolutely. things. Yeah. Absolutely. And I can tell you in all transparency, absolutely. Some of the things we walked in were sowing and reaping scenarios Mm -hmm. and some of them were, um, lack of wisdom scenarios. Like just, we didn't have people around us to help us make better decisions. Yeah. Does that make sense? We didn't have godly counsel. We didn't have wise counsel. Right. And so those were situations that we felt like very specifically the Lord highlighted. And I say that to say all throughout scripture, it talks about 
seeking wise counsel. It talks about going yes. to the elders in different situations. Yes. It, you know, all of that. And you have to have, like, you have to have a group of trusted people that are wiser than you Absolutely. that that you can kind of take things to and say, what do you think about this? Like, Absolutely. Am I missing it? Am I hearing right? Like, mm-hmm. have any insight? Because, yeah. like, there is surety and there is safety with counsel. Absolutely. And, and it's established all through the word. Yeah. And so it's very interesting to me kind of how like decisions that we made, you know, 10, 15 years ago, because we've been married for um, a little over eight or 18 years. Yeah. 18, (laughs) almost 19 years, (laughs) almost 18, almost 19 years and uh, very different decisions that we made when we first got married. We didn't have this and we had all... You know, Kevin's family's super great. I would not be able to do my life without my mother-in-law. She is like... She's amazing. She is amazing. She is my rock. But there were just pieces growing up that neither of us got right. from, from our parents. Like financially... And I think that's how it is in every family. Absolutely. Like, there's, like, there's no perfect parent. No. And we're all trying to figure it out like as we go. Yep. And so well, there, we- there will be pieces that are lacking... In every situation, like it's just how it is. Exactly. And that's what we, I, you know, I, so I, I say that to say not like, I'm not like casting shade on my in-laws. Yeah. They're lovely, wonderful people. Absolutely. Just, we, we were like, oh, we kind of need, we need this like safety net in our lives. And so it's interesting now kind of moving forward the the decision. So again, kind of fast forward a little bit. Um, I was sitting on my couch in January, early January. And I, no, late, what day, it's, it's February. So end of January, I was just sitting there and we're, our, the house we've been in, we've been renting, super thankful for. It's um, a great house. It's, it's a great house in a great neighborhood. Our, our kids have basically grown up Our dogs up are talking to each other through Zoom. Yeah. They're yeah. at the opposite ends of this. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny that yeah. all of our dogs started yeah. losing their minds at the same time. Um <laughs> This is what it is. Um, they, uh, you know, our kids had a great time growing up here. Like every, every, all of our memories are here. And so we are, our lease was, is up in March and we've just been tossing back and forth the idea and the market's not great. It's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a great time to buy a house. So, and I'm not the worst probably, time to buy, but it's no, but it's not a great time to buy either. Yeah. And so we just were praying about it. We've talked, we've had a lot of godly counsel and mm-hmm. um, just kind of going back and forth and um, going through a budget. And we we're just like, okay, I think, I think now's the time to make the leap. And so it's been interesting because we, you know, we started looking, we went and looked at, I think like close to 10 houses within the first couple of days that we were like, okay, yeah, we're pre-approved. We were still waiting for like pre-approval letter to come in. So we weren't like ready to make an offer or anything. And um, we were like, gosh, I don't know what this is going to look like. And we had gone. Here's one thing I will tell you. This is super practical. Um, I never thought about ever like shopping around for a mortgage. Like that was oh. just not anything that like ever would have dawned on me. And that's yeah. dumb. You kind of just like, well, it's the lender company that the realtor realtor tells me to do. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. So, and you know, like there's certain programs that are like government programs. So you don't assume that those are going to change from lender to lender to lender, right? You just assume. Right. You, you assume it's the same. Like there's, yeah. there's a standard. Yeah. Yeah. P.S. That is not the case. That's not so the case. So we had started with one lender and um, our realtor, who is a man of God, we we really appreciate him. And um, he's like, hey, I want you to talk to this other lender. And we were like, okay, well, then he tells us the name of the lender. And it's the lender that we had been ta- using with the property before. Mm-hmm. And I was I told my husband, I was like, I might need you to just like take the lead on this. Like, well, I'm not sure how I'm feeling. I'm feeling a little like triggered. I don't, I don't know. So he's like, absolutely. So he takes it. This guy's able to get us into a much better situation financially. Um, I'm, I hope my kid's coming in. Hi, hey, baby. Say hi. <laughs> you make an appearance Welcome, on our Phoebe. podcast. This week. Welcome, Phoebe, to the She Says podcast. Um, so he's able to get us into a much better situation um so the day that he's like yep we can do this also this program just dropped today you guys will qualify for it also um by the way this house popped on the market today you guys should look at it our realtor like when i had sent it to my realtor and he's like yes we need to look at this house Anyway, long story short, um, the Lord has just orchestrated this deal. And I was like, in the first week, we're like going through all the paperwork and you had to do all the things, right? I'm like having a meltdown. And my husband's like, you're ridiculous. Call the lender. (laughs) And I was like, okay. And so we get the lender on the phone and I'm like, hey, Jackie, like, tell me what's going on. And she's like, Tara, you guys are in a much different situation than you were two years ago. She's like, this is going to be easy for you. And I was like, okay, okay, I can, I can take that. She's like, this is, this is a wildly different situation. You guys are in a better position. The house is in a better condition. Like you guys are fine. Like you don't need to stress. And I just was like, I don't even know what to do with this right now. Right. And, um, I keep going back to the Lord because I told you, I, I'm really, I'm actually really struggling still to like get out of Ecclesiastes chapter three. <laughs> it yeah. is absolutely annoying actually. And I was just talking about it with the Lord yesterday. I was like, okay, like I probably should just, I haven't memorized the scripture. Like I've just been camped here for a month and a half. Like, like is it, it okay for me to move on yet? <laughs> is it okay for me to move on yet? Like, I don't really know what to do. And um, he's just like, you need to hang out. And I was like, okay, because there's, you need, this is the lesson you need. Well, it was interesting because we had talked, was that, I don't know if it was last episode or the episode before about the, um, women's encounter night or the, we had the conference. Oh yeah, that was last episode, last episode. Okay, so last episode. Mm -hmm. So I didn't really share too much about my personal experience during that. Yeah. So at that conference so that is friday night and like i said kind of how this all ties into this story is while we're sitting in the um session krista has like been up speaking and i get a text from my husband saying david sent us paperwork you need to get in and and sign the paperwork because we're going to put the offer in on the house right now 
So I'm literally sitting there and my friends are all like, what are you doing? Like, I'm just like, you know, <laughs> doing my little docu-signing. Like docu <laughs> I'm docu-signing, you know, I'm like, I'm listening. The message is powerful. Like I'm really resonating with, you know, being a company of Anna's because um, the message she was sharing was about how Anna's life did not look like what she thought it was going to look like. A hundred percent. And even in the joyous time that I'm in right now, like my life still didn't look like what I, what I thought it was going to look like. Yeah. And, uh, the message spoke so clearly to me about just having joy and worshiping God in every season and in every moment. And here I am, she's like preaching this and, and she's talking about grief. And I'm at a lot of grief over the last two years over this situation. Um, on many different facets and, um, really tried to, um, just lay it at, at, lay it at God's feet and not continually yeah. pick it up, which is really right. hard. It's really hard. Um, and yeah. just, she's ministering to my heart. Well, then she gets done with her message and she's doing this altar call. And I'm like, yes, I'm all in, but like, it wasn't even, it wasn't like the altar call that I needed. Like, I felt like, okay, I'm here to minister because like, I'm, I'm on the other side of this, right? Yeah. Like, yes and amen. I'm part of the Anna company. Like I'm all in. Right. Been here, right. done that. And then all these ladies are responding. Like we want to yeah. become a part of it. Right. Right. We want to be an Anna. We want to be free from grief. We want to. Yeah. 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 So I'm feeling that like, I already have this freedom. I want to impart it. So I'm just kind of like waiting to kind of see like how we're going to get in on what's going on right yeah and krista is kind of praise over um praise over everybody well then she like is like tara like pulls me out of the yeah. audience up on the platform pulls me up on the platform and is yeah. like tick 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 i just hear um the time the clock of time heaven over you the time is now and yeah. i just kind of lose She's it like, because- tick 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 and we all and lost I- it we all, well, and it was so funny because I was just like, so in the moment, the, 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 there was just a weighty presence of God. Oh man. Yeah. It was thick so heavy, heavy and so thick. And, um, I know that I'm being activated into the things that I have around, but it does not look like anything I thought. Like I really yeah. felt like I would never not be in vocational ministry. Like I never thought I would not be in vocational ministry. Like I really felt like it's the rest of my life. Rest of life. Yeah. This is, and you know, and I had a lot of conversations um, with our pastors and stuff over the years. Cause I do not mean this arrogantly in any way, shape or form. Like I'm a smart kid. I can lead a lot, yep. but I was in a support role and yep. I really felt like that's where the Lord had me. Like the Lord has yeah. me in the support role. I was, I, I truly didn't desire anything outside of this support role. Like I really, truly desired to just do what God was asking and, and support the work of the kingdom. Like that's really right. Till, till the, till the day that the Lord moved me on, that's what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there was a, there was a season where I was like, the Lord was, I thought talking to my heart and even transitioning me. And I, and you and I know, like, I was like even wrestling with that. Cause I was like, I don't even know what that looks like. Yep. Yeah. And, um, so as the Lord kind of transitioned me out of that and into this, he's been very faithful to confirm over and over and over again, that the call on my life wasn't lifted. Right. 
And I think that's the um, beauty of restoration. And not, not to say that like, I was like, this has nothing, the restoration piece, I don't think necessarily has to do anything with ministry. I think it has to do with the word spoken over my life of right. God restoring things that the enemy stole, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of times when we say restoration, there's an assumption that something was broken. Mm -hmm. And that's not always the case. No. And it could be something that was stolen, like you said, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something that you personally gave up on. Yeah. Um, something that you kind of failed to do. Like, I'm not saying you personally just like. Oh, yeah. No, I. Yeah. You know, In so general. Restoration, like, and sometimes, like we've talked about it before, sometimes things happen in our life that are the consequences of other people's actions. Like right. I've had a lot of that in my life. A lot yeah. of the things that I've had to walk through in my life are not because of my choices. They're, I had no control in the situations and yeah. yet I had to walk through the grief of it, the, yeah, all of this stuff, right? Yeah. And that's hard to walk through too. And so sometimes the restoration isn't, isn't about what we did to mess something up. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's just what God and His goodness, you know, bringing healing and like putting back in order what His what He really originally wanted. That's right. That's right. Because we that forget it the, absolutely. Because we forget a lot of times that we have free will. Yes. Right. And we talk and about that all the time. Everybody the has free will. Right. And so what that means is everybody has free will. So like. You know, there are situations that you get into where you are following and you are being obedient to the word of the Lord and you are every step of the way. And it doesn't work out the way you thought it was because somebody else wasn't obedient to the word that the Lord was giving to them. Yep. And I think that has to be our, I mean, that's why scripture says obedience is better than sacrifice because right. there are decisions. There are people's lives on the other side of your obedience. Absolutely. That Absolutely. are counting on you walking out. God's word doesn't return void. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes, sometimes you have to pivot. God asks you to pivot because of somebody else's uh, misstep or disobedience yeah. or yeah. giving up. Or, and, or even, and a, to, even somebody, it's a domino effect, right? It's maybe, a domino maybe effect. somebody on their side didn't do what yeah. they needed to do, right? And so sometimes the Lord asks you to pivot. <laughs> Um, and your life, it really ends up not being how you thought it was going to be, but the Lord is like, trust me. Yeah. You know, and like it, like his word never fails. Like you said, he, it never returns to him void. And so the things that he has and the plan and the purpose and all of that, it's like, he's going to get us there. Mm -hmm. Right. That's like right. I was That's telling right. my husband this morning, like I, the Lord reminded me, I was, I was in prayer this morning of the passage of scripture where, um, the disciples and Jesus are going to, they're getting in the boat and he said, let's set off. We're going to go to the other side. And so they're in the boat and they're going to the other side and the storm comes up. Right. And it's big. And it's like the, the, uh, disciples are freaking out and Jesus is sleeping. It's mm -hmm. the Lord. Yeah. And they're freaking out and they're like, do you not even care that we're perishing? And Jesus, like you have little faith, like yeah. I already said, we're getting to the other side. Right. Right. So he had already declared what was going to happen. That's he right. He said, we're going to the other side. Now how we get there might look different than you think. 
That's right. And there might be some challenges that come in the way, but I already said we're going to the other side. Amen. Yeah. And so there's a lot of times in our life where the Lord has said, this is, this is what I have for you. Yeah. And that's what I've declared. And sometimes getting to the other side looks a little bit different than we thought. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And And I think we're kind of both in a (laughs) place like that. Absolutely. It happens all the time. And we just have to ultimately like trust the Lord with what he has said and what he's Mm -hmm. declared and trust that he makes all things uh, for the good and he will use everything for his glory. Absolutely. And it, it, it highlights the um, importance of our closeness with him in prayer, our closeness with him in worship. Because we need to be to able to identify place. his voice yeah. and articulate, okay, this feels like, you know, like I said, there were lots of times along the way that, you know, it was consequences of our own choices. Mm-hmm. And then there were, oh, I'm getting the thumbs up again. Yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> um, consequences of I our own choices. Like, hey, come on. <laughs> I don't understand. I, I can't even like it's make so it weird. happen. Again. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. It's very <laughs> weird. Um, the consequences of our own choices and, um, but then also like the leading of the Lord and how he kind of leads. Like I tell this to my kids all the time. God's path isn't linear. Right. It, it where, you know, where you start and, and where you see the finish line can look like a big, long, windy, twisty, turvy, yeah. you it know, road. Like a circle. That's I mean, right. look, look at the, the Israelites in the wilderness, right? That's right. They literally made a circle. They yep. could have gone straight in, but because of their choices, right? This I know it's kind of a different than what we're talking about, but their path was a circle. That's right. Sometimes, sometimes he has to take you like the like the uh the woman at the well, right? Yeah. Like there was another way to get to where they were gonna go. That's right. But he said, I have to, we have to go this way. And it's because yeah. there was a divine appointment waiting. And sometimes we don't know what's waiting on the other side of our obedience, like what you That's were saying. Right. And so it may not, it may not seem logical to us. It may mm-hmm. not seem uh, right at the time. It may yeah. seem, gosh, it, Lord, am I missing you? Like this mm-hmm. is, you know, it may seem like that, but it's like, no, there's something in, in this place, wherever he's leading That's that, right. that is necessary. And, That's right. and it, ultimately you will get to the final destination but there are times where it's like God's like we're going to go this way right now and we're going to go this way and that's why like you said having that time with him the secret place is so mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. we know his voice that we're in his word that we are following where he's going because the thing like like for me and I know for you like the thing like we want to be so in step with him that that's we, right that we're not ahead of him and we're yep. not behind him but that that's right. we're so locked in step with him that we're not missing him that's right. That's right. Well, and it's so interesting, um, you know, with restoration and stuff, we look at, you know, the situation was totally out of my control two years ago, yep. but yep. every piece of that story, which is ironic is playing out again, very similarly in yes. this story. Very and similar. what's really cool about it is, you know, we talk about, you know, even could God have ordained something to happen, even though it failed? Absolutely. Because what I know is we were able to accomplish like things that nobody thought we could accomplish two years ago. Absolutely. In, in a time frame that seemed 
impossible, unreasonable, impossible. (laughs) And so the God of the impossible showed up in that. So, so what I can do is I can take that to the bank this time and go, I know the God of the impossible showed up last time. There's no reason he wouldn't show up this time. Right. And I just think I love the kindness of the Lord and kind of the humor of the Lord a little bit. Oh yeah. Like, like going back to the original lender Oh, like, gosh. And how it was triggering for you. But at the same time, like the Lord's like, I'm going to use this to bring healing That's and right. restoration and to and to bring like the you're OK, yeah. like that yeah. everything's good. Like this isn't like this wasn't your fault. Like, no. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like bringing the same the same s- scenario, the same pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely bring restoration. And it's an amazing property you're getting. Oh like, gosh! I mean, my Eric's like ready to like set up his like you know tree stand, and I'm like <laughs> wants to go fishing every day, and like yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Naomi's ready to put her horse there. She doesn't That's have a right. horse, but she's like got a whole plan. And apparently, having dinner at your house every night, and um, right. you know, it's like you know, it's a whole thing. But like, how amazing the Lord like took what seemed to be such like a tragic loss, yeah. and and brought such healing, such restoration, and such an incredible gift, such an incredible um, peace for you and your family. Absolutely. That kind of generational blessing. And it's just, it's just been so amazing to watch. And to, to say like, as your sister friend, like watching you and Kevin walk through the last two years and being able to walk with you guys through it. Like, um, I just kind of stand in awe and amazement of your faithfulness to the Lord, um, your tenderness towards him because you never like so, so often people allow disappointments to shut them down. They allow grief, disappointment to, disconnect them from the Lord to disconnect them from life. Yeah. And you refuse to do that. That's right. And, and when you refuse to allow disappointment, grief, um, circumstances, situations, like other people's consequences on your life, like yeah. when you refuse to allow that to have any place in your life, God can do amazing things. He's so good. He's and so good. So many women, so many people stuck because mm-hmm. they won't let go of the disappointment or the grief. Yeah. And it's like, God is like, it reminds me of the story of Samuel. And yeah. and it was when Saul, the Lord had lifted the anointing off of Saul and was told yeah. Samuel, like, he's like, I need you to anoint another king. And yeah. Samuel is just grieving because yeah. it didn't turn out the way he thought it was going to turn out. And this yeah. is like, he walked through through it. It didn't turn out the way he thought it was going to turn out. And then the Lord comes to him and says, how long will you grieve? Yeah. Says to Samuel, how long will you grieve? Because I've like, because Saul's not going to be king. Fill your horn with oil and go. Yeah. And go. And there was hope in the assignment. Yeah. Fill your horn with oil, oil and go because I've appointed a king. Yeah, I've already and, made and a way. You do. And, and David was waiting on the other side of Samuel's obedience. Right. Right. Well, and it's interesting because we look at, we look, we could look at Samuel and he could feel like such a failure, right? Because he had, he had chose, you know, 
Yeah. I mean, not that he had chosen, but prophet. he had anointed the king. He is the prophet. He's the prophet. He could He's have the one who hears from God. Yeah. He <laughs> could have so easily said, I guess I missed it. I guess I was wrong. But really, Saul had free will to make all the choices that Saul was making. And and, Saul and made the choice. He and Saul made the choice. It wasn't in Samuel's um misstep or mishearing. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, as women especially, we think as soon as something doesn't go the way we thought it was gonna go, we automatically assume it was something like our fault. Um, yeah. We missed it. We didn't hear right. We yeah. And I just don't think that that's always the case. I just think sometimes on the other side of that is somebody who didn't walk out in obedience or a situation that the enemy just, you know, I, I don't believe that you win a war by winning every battle. Right. I think there, I think there are wars that are won and you lose some battles along the way. And does that make the Lord a loser? Absolutely no. not. We Absolutely. already know that he has the victory in the end, yeah. but He's that doesn't mean it doesn't it, there. I just think about like war strategy, right? I was mm -hmm. watching Napoleon last night, which is a terrible movie. I really don't recommend it. It was boring <laughs> as head and like some really graphic it. scenes I had to fast forward through. Like it was oh. super awful. Okay. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Don't watch Napoleon. Yeah. Don't watch Napoleon. <laughs> um, but I thought it was going to be like, great. Like the gladiator or something like that. It wasn't. It was, and I thought yeah. they were going to talk more about his like war strategy. It was like a weird love story with him and his wife. I don't know. It was weird. Anyway, um, totally. Like, I don't want to see Napoleon's love life. <laughs> yeah, I like literally like no, ew, it was gross. Anyway, um, but I say all that to say, strategically, sometimes, um, throughout war war history, certain battles were important to lose because um, they set up successes in the future. Yes, yes, and I think I think That's we have to remember that. Yeah. I think sometimes we have to remember that just because you lose a battle doesn't mean that it's not setting you up for success in the future. Right. Yep. And, and it doesn't mean that you're weak. It doesn't mean that God's weak. It doesn't mean that the enemy is more powerful. And we get what, what the enemy would like is the enemy would like you to wallow in grief over that lost battle and not look to the future and not look to what God is doing and not look yeah. to the victory that's on the right. other side of your obedience of walking through what you needed to walk through in Absolutely. that moment. Yeah. And it's so it, good. And I think that's the, um, the amazing part of walking in step with God, yes, hearing his voice is yeah. knowing and having that assurance. I just think of that song, Blessed Assurance. Yeah. Jesus and is mine. Jesus is mine. That's all the assurance that I need. Yeah. Everything else in life is not promised to us. Yeah. It's yeah. all about him anyways. And like we talked about last week about Jesus being the center, right? If everything yep. comes back to Jesus, that's right. Everything comes back to center. Even in our disappointments, like like Jesus was disappointed. Jesus I grieved. Like he, you know, he understands those feelings. Yeah. Like, yeah. But Jesus, but it came back to his father. That's right. right. It was the yep. father thing. And yep. so it's like, what is Jesus saying? And that's why it's so important that that we don't give up in time of disappointment or grief, that we don't withdraw, but that we actually yeah. lean in more. That's because, right. Uh, going back to like strategy and military and that kind of stuff, the battle plans change. That's right. It can change on a daily basis. That's right. That's it, right. Because it depends where the enemy is is positioned. Yeah. And, and so like there's you see all through the word different battles that the the children of God, the Israelites went through. And this strategy was different. Every like time. they walked around the city. 
right? Yeah. One time they blew, blew horns. One time they were to hold their position and worship. Yep. And so, you know, you will not have to fight in this battle. You know, yeah. so it's like you have to be so Jesus is center, yep. so locked in with him so yep. that even in times of disappointment and grief that you're like, okay, what's this, what's the strategy now? Because right. something has shifted. And so now we got to, we got to, we got to pivot, right? That's the right. Lord asks us to pivot. And sometimes it's like the Lord says, can you lay down? Can you lay down the things that I've declared over you? Yeah. Can you tie that thing to the altar and trust yeah. me to get you there? Yeah. Can you, can you, tie that thing to the altar and pivot with me in this season. Yeah. It doesn't look like what you thought. It doesn't look no. at all like what you thought. Yeah. The timing doesn't seem right, but can you lay those things down on the altar and right. trust me and yeah. pivot with me and be in step with me? Yeah. And it's our, our only, like we talked about the difference between responding and reacting last week, like our only response really if we want to be lockstep with him is yes. Yeah. Like, yes, wherever yeah. you, Jesus, wherever you follow on, I will go. Yeah, that's right. That's like right. When, when you decide to follow Jesus, it's not a, I'll follow you today and then tomorrow I'm going to go my way. Like you can make mm-hmm. that, you can do yeah. that, but, but you're never going to find fulfillment that way. No. You're never going to see the promises of God fulfilled in your life. No. If you're constantly, it's like being double-minded. We can't be double-minded. No. Double-minded is a, a divided loyalty. And sometimes we put our loyalty in the prophetic word and our loyalty in the promises of God over our life and the loyalty in pursuing that thing. Yeah. Other than our loyalty to the person of Jesus. That's that's right. And that's where where our loyalty is to be tied to. That's right. Regardless of any other. uh, Regardless of any other thing. It, 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 at the end of the day. And I think it's so powerful because at the end of the day, that's where the victory lies too. Like people get so caught up and I want the victory. I want the victory. I want a victory. Well, you can face a defeat for a momentary defeat because the victory is in Jesus. That's right. And and he already won. And it's like, I just look at my life and I think, where would I be if I didn't have that trust and that faith in Jesus? Yeah. Like all of these different scenarios that I faced over the last probably 20 years of my life, probably I mean, more than that, without Jesus, they would have crushed me. Without yeah. Jesus, I would be like, have this sad, horrible, no good outlook on life. I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be able to w- wake up every day um, in love with my husband and loving my children and, and watching them serve God, watching them you know, my oldest daughter married and, and walking out a fulfilled marriage in that regard, right? you know, them loving the Lord and them making choices that, um, to follow God and follow his voice and follow his leading in powerful ways. And if that's the reward, right? Right. It's, it's not the, the financial promises or the financial declarations and all these things that have, that have been over my life. Like, it's not those things. Those aren't the things that drive me. The yeah. things that drive me is my love for Christ and what he did on the cross and knowing that I wasn't worthy. Yeah. But that he made me worthy. That's right. That's right. And that if it was just for me, he would have done it. Yep. 
And so then what I, what makes me, what, 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 what drives my passion is that if he could do that for me, he'll do that for the other one. Yep. Absolutely. And, and I just think that's the part that our lives have to tell that story. Our lives have to, have to speak the story of Jesus. And if we can, if we can hone into his voice, if we can lean into his scripture, if he wants to camp you out on one stupid scripture for a whole month and a half and you just stay there, like, I literally can't, I'm like, I need to find a different devotional. Like I, everything (laughs) in me is like, I need to do something else. Yeah. And he's like, just stay here with me. Just stay with him. Just stay with me in this. Yeah. And, and that's all I want to do. Yeah. That's all I want to do is I just want to stay with him. Um, well, and I think, huh? Yeah. I was going to say, I think we've talked for a really long time. I'm like, yeah, I I was going to say tying it up with a bow. Yeah. (laughs) Like we like to do, you know, I just want to encourage our listeners. Like if you're in a season where like you're facing some disappointment or you're facing Mm -hmm. some grief, you know, that's okay. It's okay yeah. to feel those th- those feelings. Yeah. But don't yeah. let yourself stay locked in it. Like, yeah. like there there are people waiting on the other side, and there's God has so much for you. And the momentary, right? The momentary yeah. feelings of disappointment, the momentary grief, is really God. God is God is producing such a greater weight of glory. His scripture mm. says this momentary affliction yeah like he's producing a greater way to glory and and there are days where you have to say lord the glory that is going to come from this situation is all for you so yes. you work whatever you have to do in the situation you work whatever you have to do through this disappointment through this that's thing, right so that you get the glory so that your name is glorified and and it doesn't matter what it looks like it doesn't yeah. matter that the way we go, you said we're getting to the other side. Come on. And yeah. I trust you. That's and whatever right. it looks like, whatever it feels like, right? It's not always going to feel great. No. It's going it to be uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. It's going to be like, whoa, wait, what's happening? It's going to look like curveballs sometimes. It's going to look like things are spinning out of control. It's going to look like, yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm doing, but mm-hmm. he does. And That's right. Because he said we're going to the other side we can trust him to get us there. That's right. So I just want, I want to encourage our listeners. Like if you're in a season like that, really lean into the Lord. Amen. Yeah. To the Up your, your secret place time, like get yeah. in worship, yeah. like meet him in those places because he That's will right. be there That's and right. he, he will give you the direction. He will show you when to pivot. He'll say, we're, yeah. going, left, we're going right. We're going That's straight. Right. Right. That's and, right. and he like, our ways are not his ways. Only he knows how to get us from where we are to where he wants us to be. That's right. We have to trust him with the timing of our life. We have to trust him with the process of our life. And we have to trust him that he, we really have to have so much faith and belief that he is who he says he is. Yes. He will do what he says he can do. Yes. That, that it's okay in the process. Like we're for, we are for his glory anyways. And whatever it looks like getting there, I'm all in. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Just make that commitment to be all in. I love it. Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, guys. Until next week. Have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the She Says Podcast. We hope you felt inspired and encouraged by today's conversation. Remember, you are valued, loved, and have a vital role in God's kingdom. 
Stay tuned for more episodes and don't forget to like and share this podcast. Until next time, God bless.